0: Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey folks, remember that old TV sitcom from the late 1970s called WKRP in Cincinnati? It was the story of a small little radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio, run by a bunch of oddball characters like DJs Johnny Fever and Venus Flytrap. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered, whatever became of it. There's also a neurotic news reporter named Les Nesman, who desperately wanted to be Edward R. Murrow, but wound up acting more like Don Knotts. Les Nesman, if you recall, was the one who sent to cover the big Thanksgiving Day turkey drop promotion when WKRP hired a helicopter to drop live turkeys over the city as free dinners for a few lucky listeners in Cincinnati. As the show played out, however, This turned out to be more like covering the tragic Hindenburg disaster, with dead turkeys hitting the ground all over town. And I think I hear something now. Oh my god, there's turkeys! Turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement! As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Well, I have to tell you, the situation isn't all that fictitious, folks. The radio station, that is, not the turkey drop. You see, for a brief time, I once worked for a small town radio station, had a lot of similarities to WKRP. It was the summer of 1973. I was toiling away at a summer job to help pay my way through college. Actually, by day I was working at a civil service job, and by night I rushed home to become a radio radio news news reporter. reporter. It was sort of like being a mild-mannered Clark Kent reporter for a small metropolitan station. (laughs) Actually, it was a tiny, low-power AM radio station in the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey, close to my hometown of Linden, New Jersey. In fact, the transmitter tower for this operation was only a couple of blocks away in an open field behind Lampert's Dairy on St. George's Avenue, overlooking the scenic Peach Orchard Brook. I thought, if they can build a transmitter that close to our house, why not go down to the studio and apply for a job? So I did. I told them all about my experience doing newscasts for the campus radio station, and they decided to give me a try. And thus began my big adventure, serving as a local news reporter for WJDM Radio. WJDM! Exciting sound of today. My assignments were usually pretty boring, like sitting in at local city council and board of education meetings in nearby towns. Well this much I can tell you, it was a really interesting close up look at small town politics. One thing I learned was that small towns can be just as corrupt as larger entities like the federal government. No wonder our country's in the shape it's in. It all starts at the grassroots level, folks. But every once in a while they sent me out on a juicier assignment, like the time I interviewed some big-name politician who was running for statewide office. I had to travel all the way to Westfield, New Jersey to a campaign rally where I got to meet the guy and ask him a few questions about his qualifications and his plan for winning the election. I've had uh, constantly in Trenton, I've had to battle the voice in South Jersey. As a footnote to this story, this particular politician eventually wound up serving in both houses of the state legislature. And his son even followed in his footsteps to become the communications director for Governor Christine Todd Whitman. But that's a story for another day. Like I said before, my style as a news reporter was more like Les Nessman than say, Wolf Blitzer or Ali Velshi. When I went out on a story, I was a real sight to behold. So picture this, a 97 pound weakling with Clark Kent glasses plugging around a rather large black case on a shoulder strap containing a professional grade Ampex cassette recorder with a shiny black and chrome microphone for doing interviews. I even had a big fluorescent yellow radio station sign on the side of the recorder to let all the world know that I was working for WJDM News. Whoa. My usual news gathering process went something like this. I'd go out with my tape recorder, sit through a boring city council meeting, taking notes or follow up questions and then try to catch one of the local councilmen for a short interview before they headed out to the local bar. If I was successful, I'd have some audio sound bites on my machine, which I'd rush home with to finish off the story. There I'd go up to my bedroom, transfer the sound bites from the cassette machine to my big reel-to-reel recorder, sometimes doing some old-fashioned editing with a razor blade, and then adding my own narration to complete the package. Uh-huh. Of course, as you can expect, tried to sound as professional as possible so I cupped my hand behind my ear lowered my voice about an octave and did my best impression of a mature newscaster kind of like Les Nesman of WKRP cool. <laughs> and then once that was done I'd haul the big heavy reel-to-reel machine into our dining room where our one and only landline telephone sat and call the radio station to phone in the story now, the funny thing about this part of the process was what I had to do in order to send my story over the phone. I would take our old black landline telephone, unscrew the mouthpiece, and using a cheap pair of Radio Shack alligator clips, hook up a primitive audio cable that went directly from the tape recorder into the phone line. It was a real low-tech Rube Goldberg-style production, I tell you. <laughs> I wonder if Huntley Brinkley or Walter Cronkite started this way. Yeah! At the other end of the line, the news director would take my call and record the piece on another machine back at the studio. He would then put it all together for a newscast that would be aired the following day. The funny thing is, this radio station has such a low-power transmitter that it could only be heard for a short distance around the Elizabeth and Union County area which meant that when I went to my day job about 35-40 minutes away in Hudson County, the reception was so weak that I could barely even hear the WJDM signal. But on those rare occasions when I did manage to hear my news story played on the air, it was a really big thrill. I'd made it to the big time, folks. New York City radio, here I come. As it turned out, it wasn't all that easy. New York radio was so competitive, and we were in the middle of the first major recession, so that wasn't going to happen. But that's a tale for another day. Even more telling, however, was the fact that this 97 pound weakling radio reporter didn't quite have the stuff to play in the big leagues. I discovered this one day, when I was assigned to cover the aftermath of a major rainstorm, when local streets experienced major flooding. <laughs> So I went to the Roselle Park fire station to get some comments from local emergency crew workers. I showed up with my handy dandy cassette recorder and microphone and was greeted by these big strapping fire department guys who made it very clear that they didn't really have the time to deal with some young college student who was in reality a wet behind the ears radio news reporter wannabe. Honestly, I think these macho guys were laughing behind (laughs) my back. (laughs) Naturally, I didn't get any of my questions answered. And my story that day went down the dumper, big time. At that point, I realized that my future as a field reporter was not very bright. It would be much better to go into advertising and PR, I figured. And so that's the direction my media career eventually took. No more digging for dirt in the trenches of the news business for this buckaroo. From that point on, I'd stick with the light and fluffy stuff. The only news I'd be doing was humorous impressions of Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. I'm not Walter Cronkite, but sometimes I wish I were. (gasps) You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on Buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.